Good morning, MBDM family. We are so thankful uh, that you can join us this morning and also for the recording. We are so glad you can join us for the word today. Um, We are excited for what God is doing and how he is moving in the house, and we pray that he is doing the same in your house. But before we get started, we just want to go through a few announcements to let you know what's going on um, this month and next. Just for starters, we want to remind everyone that we are having in-person services and we are currently meeting in church. Um, We would love to see your wonderful faces, but we understand things come up. So you are also always welcome to join us online live or join us for the replay on YouTube. Or also a reminder that we have the MBDM prayer line where we can touch and agree together Monday through Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Please feel free to call in and join us. The Kingdom Intercessory Prayer Team meets Monday through Friday and on Sundays. If you are interested in participating, please uh, contact Elder Rhonda for more information. Bible study. We are excited for Bible study. We will continue to meet online, but we will have an opportunity to meet in-house, in-person, live at 7 p.m. on Thursday evenings. For the time being, we are going to postpone Children's Church, but we will start up here pretty soon, and we will have an online option. We will be continuing that as well uh, for the rest of the year. And in-state, they are currently on break, but we will start up a new session here shortly. They will meet on Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Please contact um, Rhonda if you are interested, Elder Rhonda, if you are interested in joining the next segment of in-state. The Bond of Unity Food Pantry will actually be closed this last week in October. We just wanted to give you guys a heads up, but it will be open this week um, for service. But just want to give you a heads up as you're planning that we will be closed the last week in October, the last Thursday in October for inventory. And Street Kings, if you would like to help uh, with with our outreach ministry where we literally go to the highways and byways and help provide uh, personal items and food for those in need, please contact George Storm. And just a reminder, we do partner, Bond of Unity does partner with the free store, so please let us know if you know anyone who is moving into a new uh, home or apartment and are in need of furniture. And just a reminder for Spirit Midwest, for those who are planning to go to Tijuana in 2022, there will be a meeting on October 17th, right after service, and that day deposits will be due. And just a reminder, we are fasting in the month of October uh, for a corporate fast. Everyone is asked to give up one meal a day, so that's a breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and no eating after 8 p.m. And just want to let everyone know that Apostle Moody is partnering Dr. Kamala for the Black Women's Health and Wellness. They will be featuring um, their series on Facebook Live beginning Wednesday, October 13th, and it will be once a month. But we do invite you to join us on Wednesday, October 13th at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live as they discuss the topic of stillbirth in the black community. And ladies, we are excited to announce that registration is now open for the New Beginnings uh, Women's Retreat. Please, please, please uh, click on the link or click the um, barcode to get to the registration form. We do have an opportunity to have hotel-like rooms, but those will be available on a first-come, first-paid basis. 
And on that same weekend, on that Saturday, we will be also having a MBDM fun night with our little disciples. We will have an opportunity for popcorn, movie, and fun. Um, if you are interested in volunteering, please email the MBDM news email or contact Pastor Kamika. And again, this year, we will be an awesome host. We are excited for this, to do Toys for Tots again this year. Um, our registration window will be November 1st through the 30th. Volunteers are needed, so if you love to talk on the phone with people and be able to connect with them um, from the comfort of your home, please let me know, uh, Pastor Kamika, if you are interested in volunteering. And just a reminder about Count the Kicks. Please spread the word. Share the app with any expectant mothers. And we just want to let everyone know who live in the Des Moines area that the Section 8 housing list has been opened. So if you know of a family in need, please share that information with them to help them get free affordable housing. As always, please click the link to submit your prayer request as our Kingdom Intercessory Prayer Team will touch and agree um, to cover you. And you don't have to be by yourself. We are here with you to walk, you, walk with you as God walks with you. Amen. And we are in the month of October, so we would like to celebrate all of the anniversaries and say happy birthday to all of our October babies. Just a reminder, if you are interested in giving to MBDM, please go to our PayPal. That is MBDMDSM and click on our PayPal link um, to help support us with all that we do. Thank you so much. And we are ready to dive into this word. name so second peter chapter one verses two through eleven when you have it say amen grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him whom called us by glory and virtue by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine, sorry, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also, for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he, has, he, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so and entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and praise you for all that you allow to transpire in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that you are here in this place in the name of Jesus. I feel your presence where you're at, and I give you glory and honor and praise for it in the name of Jesus. Now, God, as we enter your word, I pray, Lord, that your word will begin to pierce the hearts of your people in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak to your people in a way they never thought was imaginable or possible. Father God, we are not worthy to be before your presence, but you grant us access to that very place. 
So we say thank you, God, for having access to you, the ability to have a relationship with you, to be able to glorify and to magnify your name. Father God, we bind up every attack that has been launched against your people, that has been launched against your word, that has been launched against all things you call for us to be stewards over in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Father God, that your will is done in every affair that's before us in the name of Jesus as we choose no longer to fall for the tricks and the wiles of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We take every thought captive right now in the name of Jesus under the obedience of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father God. We cast down every vain imagination. We cast down, Father God, that things that will try to pull us away from not being attentive to your word right now in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, have your way. Do what must be done, and we will give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, give God some praise on today. All righty. So, over the past two weeks, we've learned that the Lord has us on a journey with him to manifest victory. We were never destined to be victims, but victors in Christ. And God wants his people to not just know that truth, but to begin to live in the victory that is there. So say, I will live in victory. Okay, now I need you to say it like you mean it and that you believe it. This is not the time for the answering your phone voice. This is time for your war cry voice. So say it with me. Say, I will live in victory. Now, online family, you can participate as well. If you will be so kind to tap in the, type in the chat that I will live in victory, use your capital letters, use your exclamation point. Don't be afraid to declare and decree that you shall live in victory as well in Jesus' name. We cannot forget that manifesting is about making visible the kingdom of God here on earth. It is about making visible to those who cannot see our Lord, whom is still sitting on the throne, who is undefeated, who has all things under, under his feet, who has... Now watch this. Already defeated everything that will come up against us in our lives, that will come up against our children, that will come against our children's children, children. Oh, so much they've been shouting right now. See, understand, we're here to manifest the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings, the one who is undefeated against everything that has been erected and is about to be erected because he knows the end from the beginning. He designed everything and still said, I will be undefeated against all things that are there. Too long. We have a for others to cry out for us when the kingdom of God and voice activated. Open your mouth, MBDM, and also online family, and begin to give God glory right now in the name of Jesus. See, during these first 10 days in October, God has led us into a fast. Not, uh, no one cheered about that. Apostle, ain't nobody cheering. Anyway. <laughs> Now, this fast is a different one because the, fa the sacrifice has been to give up one meal a day in exchange for time with him. This means to talk to him, to read his words, sitting in his presence, so that we can understand the three things that Apostle Stephanie Moody has been sharing with us that God wants to make sure we understand. One of them is that we must have an understanding of where we are at or where we are standing, that we must understand where we came from and that we must have a preparedness to navigate the terrain we will be embarking on while um, maintaining what we have gained. Now, what Pastor Kukmika and I found interesting in this, in, in, in the midst of this journey, is that we weren't given any fasting scripture to focus upon. If you think back to how God only speaks to Apostle and also to us, he tends to give us like a, a scripture to focus on and to feast on, but that wasn't the call this time. 
All we were given is this is how the fast is to go. This is the duration of the fast. But we were never given a fasting scripture to focus on. Now, what's interesting is that I think I believe in my Holy Ghost imagination that that was on purpose. That all God gave us at the beginning is that this fast will end when we get to the women's retreat on October 29th. Now, wait, if you think that because I'm a male that I'm not excited about the women's retreat, you got another thing coming. So you think, so you think that I'm not excited about what's going to be poured into the women that are represented in this house, to the women that are represented online, to those that will come to this retreat and be refilled. See, see what you have to understand is that this fast is about being able to break off that mentality that only we can receive and that we're not able to celebrate when someone else is able to receive. So the thing about it is I'm going to go ahead and celebrate for the women of God who are going to go into the retreat. Because I understand my God, our God, is not a respectable person. So if you think I'm not about to go and catch up the overflow, you got another thing coming. I am looking for the change that happened within this house with the women of God who have sacrificed time in the morning at night, praying before the Lord, fasting before the Lord, interceding before the Lord for others in this city, whether they know or not. So I'm going to plan a splash in that overflow. I'll just keep going. Sorry. So once again, there is not a fasting scripture to focus on. But I believe this is on purpose because God wants us to be able to go to him to ask on what we are to focus on. See, he wants us to come to him to be able to reconnect unto him. And the way he did that was to leave an opening for something that would normally happen to see if we would come to him for the answer. Too long we look for our apostle to be the person to tell us this is when you fast. When God is saying, I'm changing and letting you know, I called you to a fast. And it's, and, and it's strong. The corporate anointing is the strongest anointing. So I'm not speaking against that. Don't get it twisted. Apostle, they lying if I said that I didn't say we're supposed to fast corporately. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there are times when God will send you into a fast. Or he will give you particular instructions because he wants to build that personal relationship with you. Recently, if you listen to what Apostle has been sharing, she keeps saying that when she has to go to God and give an account, she can't call on us and be like, can you go ahead and be a witness for me? It's her and God giving an account. What's interesting is that we also have to do that same walk and give God an account with the life that he is giving us. So if he's going to call us to the table when we get up there, I'm going to go ahead and talk to God now and be like, okay, God, let's go ahead and clean it up now. So when I get there, we ain't got to talk about all this. I'm going to be surprised. You ain't surprised. And we're going to go ahead and get this cleaned up now. And so this is why this message is called Choose Your Adventure. Now, if you've ever read a Choose Your Adventure book, you have to decide the path the story will take. What I find interesting about that is that God has given us free will. And we can decide the intensity of the fast that we're going to have. We can decide to just scrape by, do the minimum that needs to be done, go ahead and look towards that steak, look towards eating, trying to already get to October 29th. Or we can go all in and not leave nothing on the table during this fast. We get to decide how we're going to do this. I believe it's uh, 1 Peter 3 and 15 when it talks about um, the, the, the person who's over the house that they'll be judged by their work and they may slightly get past. And what we have to understand is that we look at that from a biblical text regarding the angels of the house, and that is important. But the question is, what has God made you the angel over? 
What is that you're responsible for? Do you understand the task that God has given you, the assignment God has given you? You are the angel over that very thing. He's going to look at you and give an account of what you did with it. If you want a truth and want to go biblical context, look at the, uh, the parable of the talents. Each of the servants had to face the master themselves to explain what they did with the portion that master gave them. So gone are the days where we just say, oh, just the pastor got to go to count to God. No, 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 no. See, we all going to have to make that walk and go to God. And so when, when we think about that, when we think about this fast, I don't know about you, but I'm at a place where I'm like, God, I'm going to get all I can out of this fast. Because once again, it goes back to the three points we need to understand. We need to understand what we're going into to navigate the terrain that we're about to gain while being able to hold on to territory that we've already captured. And for so long, we're great at gaining territory, but how many times have we lost territory as well? So it's the net zero. So did we really gain anything? So in our main scripture for today, we see Apostle Peter is writing a letter to all believers who are scattered throughout the land according to 1 Peter 2 and 1. Now his purpose of writing this letter was to address the false teaching that was being peddled where believers were located and being able to convince believers that the false doctrine was true. So in other words, what was happening in the land is that people were peddling snapple. Oh, let me give you the example. See, example. If you ever read the label of snapple, it only contains 5% of real juice. <laughs> but it's a juice drink, but it only contains 5%. Look at the label. I did it to the picture. So they were peddling something that said one thing, but actually the majority of the content was not really what the label said it was. And so the thing is with false doctrine or false teaching, part of it will match up to the word of God, but the majority of it will not, or even just a tenth of it will mess up. A little leaven, leaven the whole. So we got to make sure that we're monitoring and seeing and examining the teachings that are around us. Now, we don't got to go any further, but look at our children and see what they are being indoctrinated with through every form of media or even their friends and recognize that they are slowly pulling our children away from God and what is holy. Even if you take away our children and you look at even some adults, the believers that we thought believed and understood what the truth of God were was being identified as they go through the trials that before them were noticing that they really didn't have a true understanding of who God is, the relationship God had. They can play church, but they weren't being the church. Therefore, they don't recognize that there was just some little sprinkling of God on top of this devil cake, I said it on purpose, that's being fed before them. And so as we were preparing for this message, God gave us three words to anchor this teaching on today and those three words are the following reset restart and refresh say with me say reset restart and refresh online you could type that in the chat as well in Jesus name we're gonna get y'all engaged because y'all part of the family as well in Jesus name so let's start with reset shout reset so the definition of reset is the following to set again, to change the reading of often to zero. So we look at 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as the divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which he has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, and that through these you may be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
So let me give you the analogy. Oh, you thought Pastor Kamik was the only one that can do examples. You got me bent, twisted, and confused. All right. Okay. Okay. So what God showed me was the bow and arrow and someone flinging the bow and arrow. Now, once again, the word is reset. Say reset. And we just saw the definition. It says to set again. When someone has a bow and arrow, one thing they have has to do as they shoot different arrows, they have to reset. Say reset. So in resetting, they have to go back to the same initial place that they were in to be able to focus on the target. So let me show you what I'm talking about. Hold it right there, right there. See, that's resetting, okay? He has to get in the position, and even depending on how far he wants to shoot the arrow, he has to put it in different positions for the task he's trying to do. Rest your arms. Rest your arms. Relax. And so in resetting, like I said, it's going back to a static position. Go ahead and set, get ready to set your arrow. There you go. You see how he had to go back in the same position? Even though I told him to rest, rest your arm. Okay? Mm. Now go ahead, get ready to shoot your arrow. Notice how to get back in the same position, right? Which means, watch this, he had to know the position he was going to get in, okay? He had to know and understand, step forward, there you go. He had to know the position that it's going to take. Go ahead and get in position. Okay? He had to know what it looks like, which means he had to practice it over and over and over again. Go ahead and shoot it. There you go. All right, you can have a seat. Thank you. Yep. So how does this connect to God? See, the part that really spoke to me in verse 3, it says, through the knowledge of him. See, part of resetting, say reset, I means we have to reset in knowing God. We have to reset in knowing who he is. We have to reset knowing where God is standing. And part of that means going back to the very beginning, our first love that is there. Because here's the thing. In knowing him, we show that we have faith in him. And how can we have faith in something or someone that we do not know? Even if you're going into a situation and someone recommends something to you, it comes a time where you believe their recommendation because you know that person. And it transfers over to actually the person they recommend. You start to figure out, do I really know you or not? And you decide the reaction moving forward. So in all of this, in resetting, say reset, it requires us to really go back to knowing him. Because when you look at verse 4, there's a part where a lot of the promises and the exceeding blessing that we're looking for only goes through knowing God's divine nature. But in the interesting part of resetting, say reset, we have to recognize, do we know God frequently or with frequency or intensity? See, here's the thing. We can say we know God, but we only know God with a kiddie pool understanding. To the point where we only step into, go ahead and put a picture of the pool. We go into a point where we only see God in the shallow end. And we tippy-toe in there the whole time. For some of us, we know God with intensity. 
meaning we'll go into the deep end. But however, we never come out of the deep end to go back into the shallow end. Because God said, if you know me, then you know I'm about my people. So when you transition from the shallow to the deep and you stay in the deep, you're like a person who only stays in the shallow end. Because you never go back to show someone how to get from the shallow end to the deep end. We know this because Peter told Jesus, when I say he wants to take you out and sift you like wheat. But when you are restrained, then go get your brothers. Which means once you get the strength you're looking for, once you get the strength you're looking for, once you get reset, once you refocus, then go back and there's an assignment to do after you are made whole. And what God is saying for us in this fast, we need to reset. Go back to the beginning part. Even if we're in the deep end, we have to be willing to go back in the shallow to go get our brothers and sisters because someone went from the deep end and got us. In Jesus' name. Say reset. So the next word is restart. In Jesus' name, say restart. Oh, come on now, say it loud. Say restart. Say it one more time. Say restart. In Jesus' name. So when we begin to talk about restarting, to restart means to set anew, to resume such an activity after an interruption. So for this section, when we do restart, we go to 2 Peter 1, five, verses 5 through 9. And it says, But also, for this very reason, I, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things are short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. And so in that, what we end up having to look at first is faith. Say faith. Now, if we look at Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen but with faith is one thing to have faith and belief in what's going on but James 2 and 26 reminds us that for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also so if we're not willing to work the faith that God has given us then there's no building that's going to happen in our life there's no strengthening that's going to happen that we're looking forward and our faith is just going to sit there like a muscle that's going to start going to atrophy if we never work it out, if we never move forward, and with the now faith we are to have, it's not just in the things that we can see, but it's in the things that we cannot see right now. Once again, our theme is to manifest, which means we're manifesting something that is not seen into something that can be seen. And so we have that faith that we're able to manifest this Lord and Savior into this land that is able for other people to see and to be able to strengthen them uh, moving forward. The next one we look at is virtue. Say virtue. When we talk about virtue, one of the things that always comes to mind is virtuous woman. And in the Proverbs, 30, Proverbs 31, the interesting thing about this, we make the mistake of saying virtuous woman. It's a mistake because it's actually a virtuous wife. That becomes important because the church is the bride of Christ. So when we look at all of the characteristics, when you read through Proverbs, Proverbs 31, it talks about a virtuous wife, but 
if we are the church, then we should be a virtuous church. And we think of all the qualities of her lifting up her husband, making sure that her husband is, go, uh, is of good rapport. Being able to provide, being able to be at the city gates, being able to provide for the homeless and for those who are sick and those who are down, who, but also be wise in business. These are all the attri uh, attributes that we always attributed and we always said virtuous woman. But when we think about it as what it truly says is a virtuous wife. And we see what the meaning of a wife is in representing the church. Then we understand how we see virtue. And so once again, we have from faith to virtue to knowledge. Now, say knowledge. We're going to make sure you're engaged today. So Proverbs 4 and 7, it says, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And so with getting knowledge, which is that, that, that the information that is there, once again, we're talking about converting these things that are stagnant into some type of motion. And that's what happens with knowledge. When we start to move it forward, it turns into the wisdom. Now, once again, we're talking about restarting. And so as Pastor Kamika mentioned in the definition, it requires a movement after some type of interruption. So just having knowledge is not good enough right now, people of God. Because we have generations who's looking for us to say, you know a lot of stuff, but do you even use the stuff that you have? It's like looking at a carpenter that has all the wonderful husky tools in their toolbox, but they have not built one thing at all. So it's like you made this a monument, you know how to use the tools, then why don't you, here's the word, use them. What is the fear that you have to use the tools that you've been blessed with? So people of God, the tools that God has given you, the gifts that God has given you, the things that he's shown you, he showed you those things for a reason. God does not waste his time, his breath, or his finances. And so there's a reason why you know what you know. The question is in this restart, figuring out what am I supposed to hit? And even if you use your knowledge for a different purpose, this is where you're able to reset it and restart on the path that God wants you to use your knowledge for moving forward. Next word is self-control. Say self-control. Now, this is something that we start teaching the little ones from the very beginning because it's part of the fruits of the spirit. And one of the things that we have to focus on is when we talk about that restart, we have to have self-control. Most of the time, the reason for the restart is because something has gone astray. Something has gone in a direction that it wasn't supposed to go. So we, at that point, have to go back and do our regain. And our restart allows us to regain our self-control. Because it's no longer our emotions, our imagination, our feelings that are taking, running away with us. We get to reset, refocus, and restart when we do that with God, making sure that we have self-control. I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but we have to remember, too, when we are approaching self-control, is that this, our flesh, this is a one-time only. It is trying to get all it can get in this one rodeo, if you will. It's our spirit man that has to go on, that has to answer, that has to meet with God, has to make an account for what this flesh does. This flesh does not go before the Lord. <laughs> this flesh is done. So we have to understand when we have self-control, we have to not let the flesh that does not have a long-term investment <laughs> in this plan run what we do. And so after self-control, we have perseverance. Say perseverance. All right. So Philippians 3, 12 through 14. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It reads, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. 
but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. In this point, people of God, when we restart, we have to understand there will come a time in which we'll get back to that same fork in the road. If you are wondering, yes, when we restart, we're going to end up having that moment like the children of Israel going around the base of the mountain. When we recognize I've been on this road before. And having to remember what I did the last time and recognizing, did I do this the way God wanted me to or did I do it on my way? Part of the reset is to get back in connection with God so that when we get into the restart in this point, we recognize the route we're supposed to go. What happens sometimes is that when we're going around the second time, we just give up because it's too hard, because we don't want to. Why are I doing this again? And the thing is with perseverance is saying the goal that's on the other end of this is worth me pushing through whatever I have to deal with to be able to get to the, the end that is promised unto me. Athletes have to do this every single time when they go through different surgery points and push through the scar tissue that is trying to take away the range of motion that's before them. People of God, there's some scar tissue that we are all having to push through and having to persevere through and break through. It is okay breaking through scar tissue because that means there's other tissues on the back end that's going to be able to last longer than the scar tissues that's there. Say push through the scar tissue. Say one more time. Say push through the scar tissue. Next one is godliness. Say godliness. godliness. One of the things that we always get confused with godliness is that godliness comes with power. In John 14, 14, it says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Also, if we take a look at 1 Samuel 12, 14, it says, if you fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue to follow the Lord your God. Here's the challenge that we have is when we start, we have to make sure we restart with full power. I don't know if anyone has ever restarted something and it just doesn't quite click. You still have to unplug, replug, check your power strip, do all the stuff the IT people tell you because here's the thing is even though the light is on, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. I've also experienced this with cars where it starts, but it ain't running like it's supposed to. It's supposed to accelerate. It's supposed to stop. It's supposed to function. It's supposed to do a lot of stuff, but they tell you there's something wrong with it because it's not having the full power. We have to be careful because right now in the season that we live in or the time that we live in, there's a lot of people that, as Pastor O.C. said, say they have the power. But when you actually try to turn that thing on, I don't know if anyone has ever had a transmission go out on them before. But what that means is you put your foot on the gas pedal and your vehicle does not move. It is on. It will shift into gear, but it will go maybe a whole whopping five miles an hour. <laughs> It is a car, and that's what it's called, but it's not doing what it's supposed to. So a lot of times what we are doing and we're doing the restart, we want it to restart and have the full power. We don't want the fake stuff. We don't want the stuff that doesn't get us anywhere. We want the fullness. Even Jesus says, greater work shall you do. So we want the godliness that gives us even greater work. So if he can raise the dead, I'm ready to stop people from dying. Amen. So as we go forward, making sure as we do that restart, we get the restart with the full power. 
All the full power. Man, you got the good ones, man. I'm getting these little ones. All righty. Say brotherly kindness. All right. Mark 12 and 31, it says, and the second like it is this. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. John 15 and 12 says, if you fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and do not rebel against commandments of the Lord, then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. So with brotherly kindness, you said a lot of things with these words, and it's been attacking and raw and boom and yeah. But in the midst of it, we cannot forget our fellow man. And what this is addressing is the spirit of selfishness. It's all about me. What's your what's your phrase? Oh, the me show. And so with brotherly kindness, or that we understand with brotherly kindness is that us getting to the finish line by ourselves is not really the goal God has. Because the thing about it, if there is no fruit behind us getting to the finish line, did we really complete the task that he gave us? And so in the midst of it, if we do this thing that God tells us to do, we've done restarting, we're moving forward, and we're making motions, we're making moves, but our neighbors don't really care about us, and even if they don't care about us, we like, we'll forget you, we'll forget you too. And God is like, but I said you have to love your neighbors as yourself i didn't say i didn't say that was based upon how your neighbors felt about you i said you remember earlier i said god will give you tasks to do god said i told you to love your neighbors because in loving your neighbors you don't even understand what i'm breaking off of them because i plant you in this section of the neighborhood or the hood to be able to change a generational curse that's been placed over this area and i'm allowing you to understand through action before i say the words that i'm starting to address the principality over prospect park i'm addressing the principality over this park over here i'm addressing the principality over the area that the city has spoken depth over i put someone in and injected life into it but the life that's being injected isn't just going to come by the word. It's going to come by how you treat those around you. To where all of a sudden, Mika, back me up. You end up having gang gang members saying, you can't touch them. People that, other people that they've thrown away, that people thrown away, you end up having people that, group of people that says, you know what? Because you treated me nice. Or you treated me, hear the word, fair. You didn't treat me like everyone else. You still saw me as a person you still saw good in me you held me accountable but you held me to a standard because of that i'm gonna say they can't touch you now granted we don't promote gang violence and stuff and we don't promote that let's make sure we're clear but that's a seed that's planted in a land in territory that people call depth over and with our brotherly kindness, we have the ability to begin to change the very atmosphere that's around us. We think we have to do it with this title. The only title you need to have is that you are a son of God and that you are sent on purpose, for purpose, and with purpose. And the question with this is, are you going to do the purpose, even if it's with people that you don't feel like dealing with any longer? And the last one on this one is love. Say love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now abide faith hope, love, but these three, or these three, but the greatest of these is love. Understanding that when we hit that restart, we allow for those things that were blocking us before to be removed. So not only are we able to love, but for many of us, we are able to be loved. 
were able to stand on in that restart and understand what real love is. Because as much like we talked about their form of godliness, there was people who lied to us and said there was some form of love. When it really wasn't. It was just, it was them fulfilling their me show. Amen. But with this, we move into our final one, which is refresh. Say refresh. Refresh. The definition of refresh is to restore strength and animation to. To update or renew something such as an image, the contents of a computer memory, or the display version of a web, especially by sending a new signal. What usually happens when we talk about refresh is that we have to talk about something just restarting and reestablishing con the connection. If we take another look at 2 Peter 1, 10 through 11, it says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when we talk about refresh, we have to reaffirm. It says make your calling and election sure. When your computer is ever on a, you're doing a web browsing, you're searching the internet, and the screen gets a little, the circle just keeps spinning. You have to hit a refresh because something in the connection didn't quite come together. So you have to reaffirm that this is the page that I'm going to. This is the selection that I'm going to. We have to reaffirm that. So even with our, in our lives, there gets to a point in our ministries and ourselves, as we talk about this fast, is that we just need a refresh. We get up and we do the things that we do for God, but somehow the connection just doesn't seem there anymore. So we have to make our calling election sure. If we're getting up to pray, we get it, and we somewhere in the, along the lines and around the months and life gets to us and it just becomes my alarm goes off, I get up, amen, hallelujah, we're done. <laughs> we lose that zeal because it just becomes another thing in our routine. So there becomes those moments where we have to unplug, back up, and refresh and refocus. I'm doing this out of routine, but why am I getting up? Especially for my kid folks, why am I up at 5.30 in the morning? <laughs> or why am I rushing to get on this phone line to call in in the evening? Because we are seeing results. Because this is what God has assigned for you. This is what you are called to do, to have that refresh. So through this time of fasting, it's an opportunity for us to lean on God and say, how do I reconnect? One of my favorite scriptures that I, when I, we were researching this, it was Isaiah 46, 3 through 4. Listen to me, O house of Jacob. And all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been upheld from me from birth, who have been carried from their womb even to your old age, I am he. And even to the gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and deliver you. So as we look back through our words of, our, of the three R's, of the restart, a reset, restart, and refresh. Each one of those are different levels of connectivity. 
So we had a fun morning this morning. Praise the Lord, Pastor O.C. Now, when you pick these things and then you hop on technology, I'm like, Lord, I didn't really need the, the physical example, but okay, here we are. So we have the first refresh. If you're in the middle of doing something on your computer, whether it's work or personal, the first thing you do is refresh your screen because that circle has been spinning about 30 seconds too long and you're trying to get some stuff done. That doesn't work. So then what's the next thing you do? Your, all your IT computers, people tell you, did you restart your computer? Did you turn it off? Did you unplug it from the wall and count to 10? <laughs> we do this because what happens is the glitch that we have, the barrier that we have, is a little deeper than just the refresh screen. It's not just affecting one application. As we're fasting, if there is an issue with one application, then that's a refresh. You just restart that thing, get the connection there, and we're ready to roll. Some things are a little harder because that's where we have to do that restart. We got to turn it off. It's affecting multiple applications. So it's not, God, that I'm just having a barrier in my prayer life. I'm having a barrier when I read your word. I'm having a barrier when I hear your voice. Okay, let me stop, and we're going to reset. Let's, it's, it's affecting multiple applications. But here's the thing is you have to do a complete Re, I mean, restart, sorry, you have to restart when it's affecting multiple applications. Now, the reset, I'm sorry, comes in when it's affecting the whole system. If your computer, after the refresh and the restart, still isn't working, we hate to hear those words. We have to take your computer to a factory reset. We'll try to back up as many files as we can. As you cringe, you're like, oh... Because some they can't and some they can't. Because here's the thing is some things on your computer, on your system have become corrupted. Things have come in and infiltrated it. And it was just something really little. And maybe it was just a system at first. Then it affected multiple systems. So it was just your office that was stalling Microsoft Word. Then the whole office suite acting up. Then you know your, your Chrome and your Internet Explorer ain't acting right. Now your Outlook is messing up. People sending you work emails, you're like, I ain't never got none of that. <laughs> That's your restart. And then finally, when no, nothing else is working, we have to do a complete reset. Back to factory. Back to the manufacturer's setting. So as we go forward, I invite you, as we as you are choosing your own adventure with this fast. Seek God to find out, do you just need a refresh? Do you just need a restart? Or is it so many areas that God, I'm just ready for a whole, oh, a, a reset, just a, a hard manufactured, just take me back to the beginning. <laughs> take me back to that first love. And with that, I'll end with this one scripture because when we think about what we're doing and how this fast impacts, it was... It was written by Timothy, or written to Timothy, but the fact of the matter is it applies today. It says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly.
Stay away from that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with guilt and sin, of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. I'm going to pause there for a second. If you notice, a lot of the new age movement is being driven by women. You don't see a whole lot of dudes on there with crystals. I mean, they're there. Don't get me wrong. But if you look in the forefront and the advertisers of the new age, the sage, the ancestrals, all that stuff is majority driven by women who are seeking truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres oppose Moses. They have depraved minds and counterfeit faith, but they don't get away with this long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as Janies and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly I certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about what I have been persecuted in in Antioch, Ikeem, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from it all. Yes, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people, even imposters will flourish. They will be deceived others and will be themselves deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and what to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. When I look through that and we talk about this new era, as we go in, as we're focusing in, there's a lot of stuff going on around us. We were talking about in our Bible study that once upon a time, the Christian parents would tell us, don't stay away from those people. Those people are everyday people. The, pe- the Wiccans, the, the whatever they are, whomever, they're in our schools. They're with us. They're working beside us. They're our coworkers. But here's the thing is they're all there because they were seeking something. They were told that these are the godly. You want to have power? You want to find love? You want to make money? You want to be successful? And they've fallen for these things. But for us, as we seek God and all that, we, that he is, we have to go back. For many of us, for some of us, it's going back to those scriptures that we knew from childhood. Bringing back those songs and those lessons. Knowing what God is true knowing what he shows us to be true. As we go through and we do that restart, refresh, or reset, we have to know where we're going back to. And it allows for us to take away those things that have tried to infiltrate our systems, that tried to come in and take away things that God said was. Take away our promises. We are healthy. <laughs> sickness, we, God is not part of sickness. I have a sound mind. I don't have to deal with that mental illness and anxiety. I'm made whole in my bodies. I don't have to worry about all these, these things that are going on around here. 
I'm a lender, not a borrower. My finances are good. I serve the king of king and the Lord of lords. So as we go forward, being going through and evaluating where those things try to infiltrate us, choose your own adventure. And for some of us, it's just being healed. Even when we said that last one is love. So many of us are able to love, but learning how to be loved, to know that we are worthy of love, that we are worthy of God's time, his attention, his blessings. We are worthy of those things. So I invite you as you go through um, this fast, focusing on those things and refocusing on him and allowing him to take out all of those things that are, are stopping you from reaching that full goal. We've all had things spoken over us. We all have, we, are, we have evangelists, prophets, preachers, teachers in this house and online. But for us to reach that fullness, we have to get rid of those things that tried to creep in, even before we knew it from our childhood, to let those things be gone from us so that we can really focus in and tackle those things so that we can be what God, the body that he called us to be, amen?